Welcome to Angel Lady Movie Talk, where we explore the issues in our film, Angel Lady. I'm Shirley Myers, one of the writers and producers of the movie. Today, I'm speaking with my friend, Ruth Gould Goodman, who healed her 16-year addiction to bulimia by developing a process called Conscious Body Energetics that leads people through the clearing of emotional trauma. Ruth will guide us through a seven-minute breathing meditation so we can sample her process. And she will read from her book, The Sacred Book of You, Unveiling the Lost Teaching of the Deep Feminine. Thank you so much for joining us. Ruth Gould Goodman, welcome. (laughs) I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled we're having a conversation today. You have been my hero for so many reasons for years. You worked on me as an acupuncturist. You've worked with me in therapy. You even gave me the best notes on Angel Lady to help me to get it over the finish line. Your deep, deep understanding of my script and the story. So I I cannot thank you enough. I'm serious. You really made all the difference in the world. And so we're here because Angel Lady Movie Talk is addressing the issues that are deep within the story. And of everyone, of anyone, you know exactly what those issues are. From your perspective, let's talk about what are these, where, what, what's bringing you to offer this today? First of all, um, I'm so glad to be here with you. I am so honored. And I also want to say that in reading the script and also knowing you and all the things that the ways that you do service in the world, the beautiful ways that you do service, I, I realize that the script is about people um, remembering a whole other dimension of who they are. Oh, thank you. And I feel like we're, our culture is going down a dark hole, a dark hole of forgetting. And people are becoming violent. They're becoming uh, depressed. They're becoming disconnected. They're, they're committing suicide because they've forgotten this place. Yeah. And your movie is about that. And I feel a great alignment with where your movie is helping people touch. I want people to remind people <laughs> that Ruth is a licensed acupuncturist and that she had you have a master's in health and healing from NYU University. Your your emphasis was in dance therapy. Yeah. Um and you but and you also though spent many more years in the world with uh as a Sufi working with a Sufi master. So Ruth, tell us your story. <laughs> Tell us your story. You know, it's interesting. Thank you for that um, recap of (laughs) some of the highlights. Um, You know, I can tell you that the story starts out with fragmentation. The story starts out with a deep hurt that knew no beginning and no end. And I did not feel like I belonged in this world. And one of the ways that this fragmentation and pain took form was through bulimia. And I had a profound eating disorder that went on for 16 years. And I I was aged from about 16 to 32. Oh, okay. 
I know. It's, it's incredible. And the process, at the time I had bulimia, I don't think the word existed. You know, I'm old enough that the word, did, and there was, you know, there was nowhere for me to go. Right. And I had to figure this out on my own. And um, part of what, uh, part of, I, I'm going to tell you a story of the end stage of it, the place where I really understood. And that was a point where I had, my life had started to become whole again. And I had stopped having the compulsion to eat in a way in which I was really acting out. And I had what I call ghost closet bulimia, which meant that I went to my kitchen cabinets and I was searching around for something to put inside of myself to give myself fulfillment. I needed something, anything. Mm -hmm. I'd be sitting and, and I would open this closet door. And one day I opened the closet door and I was looking at a cracker and I looked at that cracker and I said, what? do I think is in that cracker that makes me think that I have to put this cracker in my mouth? And I thought about it and the door was open and I looked at the cracker. I said, that is a cracker. And I knew that that cracker was just sawdust is nothing. Yes. And yeah. I said, oh my God, I'm putting my love in that cracker. Mm. I'm putting love in that. I'm thinking that if I eat that cracker, I'm going to get love. And I went, whoa, so who's putting that love in that cracker? I asked myself, who's mm -hmm. putting that? I'm doing that. You're doing I'm that. putting my love in that cracker. And so I understood that I had to take my love back. Mm. <laughs> and so I went to the cracker and I started to literally that, that, projection of love externally that it was putting into that cracker that it was dying to have inside of me yes I pulled it back without the cracker just the energy of the love that I was projecting unconsciously onto something outside of myself I put it in me oh it landed inside of me and suddenly I was free I was free and I was I walked away I walked 10 steps and what I noticed is as soon as I forgot I was standing in front of that closet again, looking at the cracker. And I did this same action over and over and over and began to understand that I had put God into a cracker outside myself. Mm -hmm. And you know something? It wasn't just the cracker. It was a thousand different things that I was searching desperately for me outside, that the fragmentation in me was making me think that I could find myself outside myself. And this cracker event made it clear to me that it was inside of me and it was my job to actually anchor the love that I am, the love that I generate, that I give away to other people, mm -hmm. to keep it inside of me in my center. And here's a little bit of quantum physics was the understanding that the center is everywhere and if i'm not in my center in my love i'm nowhere mm. so the very act of pulling my love back from this cracker was actually activating a quantum state within myself in which i was all of a sudden in the center of the universe in the center of love that is everywhere and this is a universal problem 
in our culture right now because everybody is outer directed everybody is looking for something they're taking pills they're taking um buying things very mixed up sexuality mixed up relationships pain everywhere because of this misalignment of our um understanding of how we're using the most powerful thing we have and that is our intention and attention Mm -hmm. how we are unconsciously taught to seek ourselves externally which disempowers us and makes us consumers and makes us very unhappy and makes us a slave so we are and then we are in the world of hunger yes for the rest of our lives is the in buddhism the world of hunger where you're never oh you're always empty you're always seeking you're always this being able to experience our love inside of ourselves and as the, ourselves as the center means i can imagine that we are going to have access to other piece other dimensions other, other well, see, it's it's really interesting sherry because it's such a um it's spiritual but it's also physics <laughs> and it's quantum physics yeah. And it's it's understanding that where we place our mind creates our energy field. Yeah. And um, so that when we are understand that most of us have been taught through our our religions, through our school, through this externalization and fragmentation to abandon our own body. Yes. And so our body is as close as we will ever get to what is divine mm-hmm. our religions tell us that no 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 this is the this is this is just body and they tells it to reject it and tells us to judge it and that find things wrong with it mm-hmm. and that what is divine is out there but that short circuits us and when we finally get it that nothing out there is going to um bring us back to wholeness we and we bring ourselves back to our body and face the reality of all that aliveness is and we begin to commit to actually being in our body we all of a sudden understand that this body is a whole system is a microcosm of the whole universe and all the knowledge that has ever been and ever will be is within us and is within every other person that as soon as we actually land we um we have the capacity to not only connect with ourselves but look outside of ourselves and be connected to everything around us mm-hmm. which we you know if we're disconnected we're disconnected to ourselves and to everything and when we connect so my my life has been a process of learning to be in my body ah dance myself back to my body breathe myself back to my body sing myself back to my body you know our throats our our voices so many people are so scared to hear the sound of their own voice and to um 
create a space where somebody is willing to breathe fully through their body and let a sound come out that's an authentic sound, mm -hmm. that is a real sound, that is their sound, is so empowering. Or to have a, a dance, a movement that is coming with, from the authenticity of one's own body, mm -hmm. from the feeling, from the aliveness, to be able to not think, to, to, to actually experience the subtlety and the exquisiteness of what it means to be alive mm -hmm. with yourself. So I have um, studied and studied. I, I, you know, part of what I studied was um, dance therapy because I wanted to find out how I could come back to my body. I took tons and tons of ethnic dance classes and tons of, um, you know, qigongs and tai chi's and ballets and and began to have a vocabulary of body. But even though I was doing all these things, I was still on the outside looking in. True. On the outside looking in. And so there's been a long process of learning to let go of agenda, let go of trying, let go of, of a need to, for perfection or to get it right, yeah. and to simply land in what has been given to me by creation. Uh. This is an amazing thing because most living uh, human beings are living outside of creation. They are living in a virtual box inside a small room, inside their head, inside their thinking. Good. Inside their thinking. Yeah. And so, Great analogy. And Great. so it's, it's about understanding. Well, you know, the first I have to go back and say, the reason why we do this is when we become af afraid, and most of us are being run on trauma loops that are repeating over and over and over, unconscious trauma loops. True. Our body goes into sympathetic um, reactions. Yeah. Part of sympathetic reactions is for the energy to rise up out of the body, to go to the head and begin to inflame the head. So the thinking is given a lot of energy when we're afraid. Mm -hmm. Most people don't understand that they are in this fear that is based on old, old stories of abandonment when they were children old old stories of rejection old old stories of not being included oh, yeah. old old stories and so we have to learn how to recognize this is no longer real yeah part of what i tracked through my dance practice through my energy practice through my acupuncture um studies and energetics yeah that if I try to change myself from thinking, I just get caught in the same old fear. I, I, I loop in the same old fear and nothing changes. And if I actually understand how to enter my body and feel the pattern that that energy of fear has created in my body, I suddenly have returned to this whole system that's connected to the universe. It's no, it's in present time. In present time, there's total power, there's total connection to the infinite universe that I am and always have been. 
but I keep myself out of it by being caught in, in past and future. Yeah. In the present moment, in my breathing body, in my swimming, beautiful heart, in my bones, in my blood, I am in present time. And in present time, I can hold a new reality and rewrite the program that I have been caught in. And I can rewrite myself and rewire myself back to love. I'll say that again. I can rewire myself back to love in the present moment. And the present moment exists when I return to my breathing, feeling body. So all my work is about taking people to this place. And all now, of my work, what? And now, now let's offer your a meditation. This exercise came in this morning and um, it's a very simple breathing exercise, but this is how it goes. You have to put your hands on your abdomen, not below your belly button. And what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to give you an overview. You're going to breathe in to your abdomen very, very slowly. And so you're going to breathe in. Through your nose? Through your nose, very, very slowly. And I want you to really keep breathing like you're blowing up a balloon way beyond where it, it's, it's, it, you know, it's stretching. And then you're going to puff out your mouth and like you're blowing through a tube, you're going to go like this and blow it. Feel, put your finger in front of your mouth and feel like you're blowing a stream of energy. Keep emptying, emptying, emptying. And then when you're empty, I want you to then begin to create a squeezing from the lowest portion of your pelvis. So squeezing all the way up to the middle of your head, just a, a kind of just squeezing it out and then slowly begin to relax it and let it begin to drop down back to the pelvis. And then begin to just breathe normally. Breathe through your nose. And just watch and watch. One breath has so much power to transform our consciousness. So we're going to do this again. And so just understand that you are being firm but gentle. Mm -hmm. And the blowing out goes like, you know, those wind, you know, like the wind, you know. <laughs> And you're doing it sustained, 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 sustained. And then it's it's emptying. You're not emptying. And then all of a sudden, there's no more air. And you just kind of touch yourself from the root. And you touch it. And you run it all the way up through your central channel, squeezing all the way up behind your heart, behind your throat, right up to the center of your head. And then just let everything go and take a, a very gentle breath inward, okay? Okay.
You have it? Let's do it. I got it. <laughs> okay, let's go. Here we go. Okay. Take a breath in very slowly and fill up the abdomen. Let it seep in, let it seep in. Feel it filling, filling, filling. Then begin to flow, sustained, easy. And when you're done, allow this gentle squeezing to move up your center. Hold for three counts. Relax. Everything go. And let the breath be drawn in by your nostrils and fill your system. And when it lands at the bottom, feel it fill all around you. So the air around you, the space around you is also filling and then breathe naturally. Shall we do that one more time? It changes you, doesn't it? Yes. Let's hang out here for a little bit. As I do this, these breaths are so powerful that you do one and then you let it integrate. It alters consciousness, it calms you, it allows you to be with yourself in a profound way in which you're listening. And also, it's a healing state, it's a state in which you can begin to. Um, move your mind inside your body and any places that are tense or shadow places can be uh, actually uh, rewoven with your mind. Okay, so I'll do it together with everybody one more time. Sure. Okay. Yeah, is he feeling it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's oh, incredible. Yeah. Here we go. I know this is magic. Here we go. Okay. Inhaling very, very steady and slow, seeping into the abdomen. Fill, fill, fill. Blowing out gently, steadily through the mouth. At the end of the breath, going to the root and squeezing gently up through the central channel behind the heart, behind the stomach, behind the lungs, behind the throat, up to the center of the head. Hold it three counts. 
relax and let the air begin to just drop down into your abdomen again. And when it's there, just let it fill the space all around you. And then breathe naturally. Oh, wow. <laughs> you start to hear, you start to listen, and you start to be with your body at the frequency that your body lives at. Mm. And so you begin to have a relation, a direct relationship with the life force of your body. And then your body begins to be able to do what it does, which is self-heal, because the resonance is resonant with your your body you're finally there you're finally with your body this is so valuable it's this incredible so <laughs> helpful I, you now i where you has your practice been over this last several decades you you live in venice california yeah so yeah. tell me about your work you have how do you share this work right now well um now i have I teach in the mornings, but I've I have I've had a studio, and right now I have a tent, and I teach under the tent, and I teach. I, I like working with people. Um, I do a lot of work one on one, yeah. guiding people because I'm a clairsentient. I'm able to read people's energy over the internet and help guide them to where it is that they're maybe missing a bone. You know, they're not they're 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 off center or something is their jaw is holding on or a tooth is holding on to energy and help them understand how to help come into the wholeness of their body so that they can begin to have a relationship with a whole system. And, uh, you know, this also works emotionally, too, and in terms of tracking emotional realities and helping people understand how to format emotions so that they are brought to their original power. Like a lot of the things that hurt people are misaligned power, power that has been uh, captured by an identity that's victimized in some way yes. and kept in a small box. Yeah. and therefore has no power because of that story to act, actually recreate and create a new reality. So by helping somebody understand how to rework that small box mm -hmm. of hood that's also in their head and their feet, right. Right. right, reclaim the energy of it, which is total power, total creativity, total um, magic in a sense, because it really, you, you, because you begin to be present to the present moment, in the present moment, where it is that you have the power to write what's happening in a way that is uh, is right for you, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but a lot of a lot of things that people do come from this dysfunctional uh, attachment to a um, something that was a let's say a defense pattern that is no longer serving yeah, yeah. so 
um, you know, all, all these these exercises and these ways of doing it are, are to help people understand the power of our mind and our attention and intention to through the body because the body is the feedback. The body is an immediate um, reflection energetically of every thought we have. So if we begin to understand how to live in our bodies, we get very tuned to exactly what we are intending because we do actually get exactly what we're intending. Mm -hmm. and, but most of the time we're unconscious. Yes. So the body begins to give us that feedback in which we understand there's a shadow there. What is that? What is that thought that is creating that shadow? Yeah. Can I? How can I rewrite that thought so that you know? You know, it's very simple. I mean, there's it's like for example, I like to use: is the glass half empty? Is the glass half full? Sure. You know. Yeah. And well, it's the same amount, and everything is imperfect in this universe. And if you're going to hold a something that a, a, that you're imperfect, they're not good enough. Yeah, you're, you're you're creating a story that creates limitation and victimhood. Yeah. So you know, helping people. You see, you can learn that intellectually, but what you have to do, you have to translate it into an understanding of how your thought creates patterns in your body. Because only by listening to that will you become awake enough to actually understand the result of that thought mm -hmm. and change it and take responsibility for it. Because it's about taking responsibility. I love about what you're saying is reframing it that it's, you know, the shadow is this, is, is, is darkness, but it's the, it's the rich soil. It's, you know, it's, it's at, it is the rich soil. Sherry, it's actually the, it's power uh -huh. being misused. It's being misused because of a dysfunctional story. And, but it's power. And so you have to understand that the shadow is not the shadow. The shadow is a story that you're, attached to because you think it's who you are yes it's creating a way that pure energy and pure creativity can't move so it gets stagnant so the shadow is the stagnation of pure energy held by the thought form of a story that is no longer the story that is what you need to be telling to be free and be who you really are meant to be Ruth is it's so easy to find you because to all you all people have to do is put in your name Ruth Gould Goodman and it's going to be on our website but I'm going to Ruth let's spell it for folks okay Ruth R-U-T-H Gould G-O-U-L-D Goodman G-O-O-D-M <laughs> A N at at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your book and then you've selected something that you're going to yes, Well, um, in my journey back to myself, uh, I began to track some of the stories of my world and what was happening. 
And I also was developing a philosophy. And I wrote this book, and the name of it is called The Sacred Book of You. Wow. With the U. Yeah. Unveiling the Lost Teachings of the Deep Feminine. And one of the things that I realized was a kingpin in my coming back home was understanding that I was taught to despise what was deeply feminine inside of me. And what it was that I despised was the state of emptiness and darkness and unformedness. I was taught to have answers for everything. I was taught that I had to know everything and had to have a whole readiness and be, you know, and I was never taught to just be empty and that answers would come and that there was an intelligence if I just allowed myself to be. And that emptiness, I realized, was the womb space. And I do believe this is not just for women. Yeah. This womb space is a um, archetypal generative womb space that our culture has been trampling over and filling with all kinds of things that are based on fear because what the real fear is is the fear of the emptiness the terror of the emptiness the power that comes because there is a power that comes in that emptiness and the power is the creativity mm -hmm. of the whole universe the creativity of the whole universe is available to you the problem solving capacity of the whole universe is there when you can let yourself be empty and that is the deep feminine and so i began to understand that and write stories about my the revelations that were coming through as mm -hmm. that was happening and i realized most people do not relate to the feminine as that right and um it's a whole different definition of feminine and the the piece that I'm going to read to you about this is actually uh, something about feminine enlightenment. It says the spiritual practice of direct knowing. And it's interesting how I got to this. I was saying, I don't know what to read from my book. And my husband said, just use, use Sherry's angel, angel way. Just close your book and ask the angels and open the book up and point. And so I did that. And that's what came here. Celebrates the potent fruition of the union of womb and seed, the empty space and the focal point. In the state of love, where there is no fear, emptiness fills with fullness. Once we accept we are both a finite being whose physical body will die and also a part of the infinite play of the polarities of existence, we enter a positive relationship with life. Instead of shutting down to the in inevitable death of the physical body, it is possible to accept the whole journey with grace. An enlightenment model balanced with feminine consciousness inherently knows that everything is placed here for a purpose. Enlightenment expresses the capacity to consciously respond with gentle compassion to the unfolding drama of life as it grows towards the awaken, awakening of all being. It is the nature of life itself to grow, to be free, to be itself. 
When we approach the unfolding drama of life with a gentle, compassionate response, we can recognize the urge to awaken that underlies everything, no matter what, what the appearance the drama takes. An enlightenment process that includes the feminine polarity models relationship of mutual recognition, noticing divine presence in everything experienced in the physical world. I'll read that again. Mm -hmm. Includes the feminine polarity models of an enlightenment process that includes the feminine polarity models relationships of mutual recognition, noticing divine presence in everything experienced in the physical world. This kind of enlightenment trust and forms relationship with the irrational, seemingly chaotic forces that generate physical existence. Feminine consciousness knows that matter matters. What is already created awaits our recognition of the divinity residing at its deepest causal level. With its inherent fecundity, moreover, Moreover, the feminine aspect of consciousness celebrates all the physical expressions of life, family and relationships, food, children, water, sky, and all living things. It celebrates that we are all here together and finds the sacred in everything. It is full and rich and pregnant with the beauty of life. It knows divine presence would have never created this world if we were not to if it were not to be enjoyed and consciously celebrated it is time for humanity to reclaim its innate capacity to create it is time to enter an enlightened joyous relationship with life last part <clears throat> It bears repeating that the feminine power is often maligned because it is in fact an enormous, vital and uncontrollable force. Where does our fear of the feminine come from? Balancing the polarities of masculine and feminine activates powers that are awesome and frightening to anyone out of alignment with their own internal cosmic mystery. If we feel compelled to strangle the raw, wild, free force of life in our world. It is because we are unconsciously following a program that instills fear of this force into our consciousness. Yeah. Our unconscious fear of that which lives within us also activates the desire to strangle that same force as it expresses externally. The big deal, I think, is to understand that it's our relationship with chaos and emptiness. It, there's an initiation. Do we trust life? Yeah. Do we trust life? And when we trust the energies of life, there's a way that life always is in a process of growing and self-healing and self-actualizing. Always. Yes. And so we have to we have to reinitiate ourselves into this deep trust of life itself. Yes. Yes. I'm going to 
close now, but is there one last thought? One last. Um, I, I'm, I know that our earth will be healed when enough human minds and thoughts return home to our heart. Mm. And that's where we have to learn to live from because the heart is the center of the physical and spiritual. It is the coordinates between heaven and earth and this dimension. And that's where we have to learn to live. And so I, I, it is good to remember to encode and imprint your thoughts with love. Yeah. And love is the recognition of how deeply interconnected we all are and everything is. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Ruth Gould Goodman, this has been an extraordinary pleasure. And Sherry, it's been a deep pleasure for me too. And well, <laughs> Yahoo! Mutual Fan Club. All right. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please visit our website, angelladymovie.com, to find out more about our guest and our film. And please do subscribe to this podcast. There's a lot more great Angel Lady Movie Talk to come. Thank you.